0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock
0: My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer over there. We'll go to the WIBC hotline and bring on Dr. Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation. Dr. Roberts, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you for coming on with us. Before we get started, there's so many different avenues we could go down. I definitely want to talk about this quote unquote border bill, but maybe just fill our audience in for the few people that may not be uh, familiar with what the Heritage Foundation is all about.
1: Well, the Heritage Foundation, is, I like to say, is the people's outpost behind enemy lines in Washington, D.C. We're, I think, the only organization headquartered in Washington, D.C., who actually cares about the common sense interests of the everyday American. And we do that with policy and advocacy for that policy. So it's a great privilege for us to do what we're doing here in Washington.
0: Okay. Let's start with this I don't, they're calling it a border bill. I don't know if that's maybe it's a Ukraine border bill. Um, <laughs> what what major red flags are you seeing with this, doctor?
1: Well, a few. The first is, as you indicate, it, it's a massive Ukraine spending bill that masquerades as a border security bill, and it doesn't doesn't do that at all. And to that point, point number two, for someone who might be duped into thinking, well, we have to do something on on the border, the answer to that's yes but it's not this bill. I mean basically in short what the bill would do if passed is codify it put into law the existing situation. And the existing situation is wholly created by the president of the United States and his administration. Therefore, they need to fix it. President Biden could reverse course on the border lawlessness in an afternoon. And we would see the effects of that in, in weeks, if not days. But the third thing, and I think this really speaks to the, the, the problem here in Washington, is that even... Members of the Republican Senate Conference believe that they can dupe the American people into believing that this bill actually does something that it doesn't. And so I'm, I'm really gratified to sum up here on a hopeful note that in the last 36 hours, this bill has gone from being very much alive to being very much dead. Obviously, we have to continue to work against it, but this is not the answer to securing our southern border.
2: Dr. Jason Hammer here. So let's talk about those 36 hours because, you know, early Monday morning, I saw Mitch McConnell being a cheerleader for this thing, and now he's done a complete 180. The bill hasn't changed. The bill was a dud uh, when it got rolled out late Sunday night. It's a dud now. So what happened between then and now to make some of these guys flip?
1: What happened, Jason, is just totally glorious. So Mitch McConnell has the condescension toward the, the everyday American, you and me and your audience, that he was going to be able to just bully his fellow Republican senators into voting for this. And between that, that press conference or comment in the morning that you reference and the evening when the Senate Republicans got together to to visit about this, it was just Bezlem in that conference meeting and what happened in the interim all day yesterday was that millions of americans either themselves individually through radio shows like yours through organizations like heritage voiced their displeasure about this and because this is such an existential threat to the american way of life even mitch mcconnell realized that he had to admit defeat by the end of the day yesterday
2: is it too far-fetched to think that Maybe he didn't even read this thing. I mean, it's 350-plus pages, and we're talking about Mitch McConnell here, not the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer anymore, Uh, the mascot of the swamp, so to speak. Is it too far-fetched to think maybe he didn't even read this thing? And then he just heard all the backlash and thought, man, maybe we need to uh, change course here.
1: Well, there's no doubt in my mind that he didn't read it. But he was very well aware of what was in it, because keep in mind, if you kind of read between the lines of this whole uh, episode, what is driving this bill is Mitch McConnell's infatuation with sending $60 billion to Ukraine. He he cares far more about that than he does what's going on at the southern border. And so he probably knew with great specificity what was in that part of the bill. But I think the real answer for why he was so surprised is that he lives in a bubble. And he, he, he believed that, once again, he and Chuck Schumer, who was touting his close friendship with McConnell over the weekend, that should have been the first red flag, have very rarely in, in recent memory been stopped in their tracks. And this is a victory not just over this bill for now, but it's also a sign of what common sense Americans can do in the future, which is to really galvanize either their support for a good idea or their opposition to a bad idea. And now they know they really can affect the outcome in Washington.
0: Dr. Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation here on the Hammer and Nigel show. I don't know if you heard President Biden's uh, 10 minute little speech today about this, this quote unquote border bill, but he actually blamed Donald Trump for <laughs> like like Donald Trump is not in any sort of in any way shape or form uh, in a position of power within within the uh, within the government and yet he blamed Donald Trump th- for the failure of this bill um, since when has Biden like become this border hawk like <laughs> like he's, he's talking about shutting down the border I would if I could shrugs his shoulders but that's not really the way it is is it
1: yeah, I think it's a real case of projection, because you, you yeah. hear in Biden's comments, and you know Schumer was saying this yesterday and this morning, that this thing failed because the Republicans just want to play politics. Actually, this whole thing was created because the Democrats and a few Senate Republicans wanted to play politics. They wanted to play their politics with Ukraine to get funding there, and they wanted to play politics rather than policy with the border security. And so, in fact, it's, it's Biden and his party primarily who've been playing the politics. But to your point, it's also Biden who created this mess. Think about what the border situation was the month prior to Biden taking office in December of 2020 and what it became just three or four short months thereafter. He is he and Mayorkas are responsible for this mess. And, and obviously, I think what we're hearing in his comments today is deep worry that if this mess isn't fixed, It might come around and hurt him politically in November. It seems to
2: me, and tell me if you disagree, that there's kind of been an awakening in this country when it comes to this war in Ukraine. We had Chuck Schumer come out the other day and say, well, if we don't pass this through, if we don't fund this continuing war in Ukraine— Basically, could be your sons and daughters fighting over there in a couple of years. You know, I'm paraphrasing there, but I don't think people are buying that anymore. I think the argument that all of a sudden Russia, who has struggled in this little conflict but is still in control, is then all of a sudden going to go through Poland and going to go through France and take on all these other countries in the world, I think that's laughable, doctor. What do you think?
1: I think it's totally laughable, too, and and I think what's happened over the last two years is that people realize that you can express great uh, distrust in analysis like what Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden have given us on Ukraine and still want the Ukrainians to win. You can secondly say... I'm not going to support, and this is Heritage's position, we're not going to support military aid to Ukraine unless it's transparent, it's limited, there's a strategic endgame, and it's offset in terms of cost, because um, American interests are more important than Ukrainian interests. You can say that and still want the Ukrainians to win. We have taken at Heritage so many slings and arrows for holding strong on that position. We don't exist to say that we're right, guys. That's not why I'm saying this. What I'm saying is that we represented the will of the American people, and ultimately, Even these knucklehead policymakers in the Capitol in Washington are beginning to realize, guess what? Once again, the American people were right. Maybe we need to start listening to them.
2: Dr. Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, If we want to get some more information on the Heritage Foundation or specifically your points of view, where can we go?
1: Well, you're kind to ask. On Heritage Research, go to heritage.org, and if for some reason you find yourself on X, you can come to Kevin Roberts TX and uh, see my perspective on what's going on in Washington.
2: And I will not confirm nor deny I received a text from Tony Kennett that said, give Tony (laughs) Kennett a raise. I cannot confirm nor deny that. I'm just relaying that message, doctor.
1: (laughs) Well, if I were going to give a raise, I think Tony would be at the top of the list. Y'all keep good company. Oh, wow.
2: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you.
1: Thanks, guys. Take care.